Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Show, baby! Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. That's where free speech lives. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEC. Among other places. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Friday, November 18th. Let's get right into it, shall we? From the Gateway Pundit. The, the headline reads, top Republican on House Oversight Committee, that would be Representative James Comer from Kentucky. He says Hunter Biden is guilty of committing, quote, seven or eight very serious crimes, end quote. Now, we've known this for a while. For those of us um, who have been fortunate and unfortunate enough to have seen the Hunter Biden laptop, um, it's interesting what they're going to dive into initially. It's not going to be, um, it's not going to be the crimes that I've been talking about for the last year and a half to two years. It's going to be the crimes um, that they can talk about in public because they can't talk about the pictures of him sexually. They can't do that yet. That's going to come out. But that's not the first thing they want to attack because that's too salacious. No, that's going to be an add-on down the road. What they're going for uh, initially are some of these crimes. You ready for this? Um, Conspiracy uh, of defrauding the U.S., Wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of H.R. 3244, tax evasion, money laundering, conspiracy to commit money laundering. These are the crimes that we just know of right now from the documentation, from the printed word of what Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, um, Joe's brother and the rest of their family and associates, what they've been talking about for the last several years We've got it. It's all there. And it's it's bad. But it's not as bad as the sexual stuff. And you'll see that they'll talk about that over the next few days, that he broke international uh, uh, sex trafficking laws. How did the president's son do that? Oh, he was using hookers from a group of people that are known to be sex traffickers. And then he used money. Um, <laughs> he paid for it through money from the Biden family. That's what's being alleged at this point. Comer goes on to say in the interview that he just did with Newsmax, quote, we're releasing a report today that details what we've uncovered. We're also sending letters to Biden administration officials and Biden family associates, renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden and why he lied to the American people about knowledge and participation, two important words there, knowledge of and participation in his family's international business schemes. So what we've been saying for the last several years, well, again, we're right. We were telling the truth. We were divulging what we knew and giving it honestly. And it was 50 intelligence officers that came forward, by the way, all Democrats for the most part, who came forward and said, no, you can't trust this. This this looks like Russian disinformation. It's got all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Keep in mind, folks, that Trump got into office through Russian interference in our elections. The Russians spent $174,000 and affected an, an election that where, where nearly $2 billion was spent. That's what they want you to believe. That Russians spent $174,000 on Facebook ads and impacted the election enough to take it away from Hillary Clinton to give it to Donald Trump. That's the claim. And then four years later, they turn around and say, no, 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 you can't trust what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. That's not from him. He's the president's son. No, 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 that's, that's, that's Russian disinformation. You can't trust that. that that's Russian disinformation. That's not true. You can't, you can't take that at face value. No, you got to trust us, the officials who continue to lie to you on a regular basis. 
You've got to trust us. That's what they've been saying. When asked about it directly, this is what Comer had to say about what the, invas- and what the investigation is of and how it will proceed. Yeah, well, we introduced today to the media, uh, obviously Newsmax and uh, other conservative outlets knew all about Hunter's uh, criminal activities, but a lot of the mainstream media didn't. What we learned uh, over the past few weeks uh, in talking about what a Republican majority would look like from an oversight standpoint was that uh, the mainstream media hasn't reported anything about Hunter Biden other than it was Russian disinformation. So uh, we provided an update. Connect- okay, let's jump in there real quick. So The mainstream media has not reported on this story at all because they took the word of these 50 intelligence officials and said, you know what, we're not going to look into it. We're just going to trust them for what they have to say about it. The the American people don't, don't need us digging into that because those people over there, the people that we trust, they say it's all a lie. Those of us who, who don't trust anyone, regardless of what's behind their name, a D or an R or an I, we don't care. We're going to dig into it. We want to find out, are they lying to us? Are they trying to to lead us down the primrose path? Are they trying to, to lead us down the yellow brick road? Are they trying to lead us somewhere that they want us to go that we don't want to go? I don't want to be a sheep. So to not be a sheep, I have to look into what they're saying, what they're claiming. You should too. You shouldn't just take my word for it. You shouldn't take the media's word for it. You should dig into as much as you can find and come up with your own conclusion. But what we've been saying for the last two years about Hunter Biden has been true the entire time. Those of you who were silenced on social media, those of you that lost your accounts because you posted information that said that Hunter Biden was doing what he was doing. By the way, I've seen the laptop. I've seen the contents of the laptop. They're going to start with this information first. All of the all of these crimes that he's talking about, this is what they're going to talk about first, because this is where the real the rubber meets the road. They're not going to talk about the salacious stuff of him with the hookers and the little kids. No, that's going to come later. You've got to believe he's a criminal first before you go to the next level with this. And so that's what they're going to do. Comer continues. All the dots to all the different uh, acts of shady business dealings that Hunter Biden had committed. Uh, We presented that to the press and we made uh, evidence that Joe Biden lied to the American people when he said he didn't know about Hunter's shady business dealings. Not only did Joe Biden know about those business dealings, he was also a part of those business dealings. We had proof of that. We showed because he's the big guy. Joe Biden is the big guy. They listed everybody else by name. But they gave Joe Biden a nickname. Why? Because he's the biggest one in the room. He's the 800-pound gorilla. He's the one with all the access and power. He's the one that they all have to pay up to. He's the Don in this criminal organization. He's the boss. He's the big guy. We showed emails. We showed text messages. We showed a map of America uh, in Chinese uh, in a business deal that Hunter and Joe Biden had to work with China to help them get their foot in the door uh, in uh, the American energy industry, which is something that I think if every American knew about, they would be appalled over. But what the investigation does from this point on in a Republican majority, we're going to focus on the bank records and the bank violations from Hunter and his shady business dealings, because now we know that not only did Joe Biden know about them, but he was an integral part of them. And the whole purpose of the investigation is to determine whether this president and this White House is compromised because of all the millions of dollars that they've received from Hunter through his shady business dealings and influence peddling in China and Russia. There you go. 
We have the records. We know what they've done. There's no hiding it anymore. This isn't Russian disinformation. We've got the fucking bank records. What they did. What they said. What they communicated back and forth to each other. We have all of that. We have everything that we need. Plus the pictures of Hunter with little kids. Now, I don't know if Joe knew about that or participated in that, but based on his activities, the way he likes to sniff kids' heads, I'd have to assume that it runs in the family. But that's just me. There's no confirmation of that. That's just my observations. But that being said, we've got to look into it. We cannot allow this. We cannot allow this to continue in our nation when when the officers at the top of our political um, structure are not abiding by the law. I mean, what we've got right now is we've got nothing different than a king, a monarchy. A monarchy that says, you will not touch my son because I'm the king. And those around the king refuse to do their job because they're afraid that the king will remove them from power if they go after the king's son. That's where we are. It's not about doing the right thing. It's not about no one's above the law. Remember that? I've seen what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. The images alone should put him in jail let alone the financial crimes. Now, I'm just one guy. I've seen the laptop. I've seen the contents of the hard drive. And I know that he should be in jail. And I haven't even taken a dive into all these um, financial crimes. that he, I, I just saw the images. Just the pictures were enough for me. That's all I needed to see. But the FBI has had this laptop for over two years and Hunter Biden still walks the streets a free man? As the FBI goes after parents who don't want their kids to be taught sex in kindergarten. They don't want to be taught about transgenderism. They don't want to be taught about CRT. Those parents, they're in trouble from the FBI. The FBI's got all kinds of time to go investigate that. But actual crimes from the fucking president's son, they do not. They refuse to do their job. Summer continues on Newsmax. Okay, so, you know, we have been talking about how this is so shady, but if you find through this investigation that this is incriminating, I mean, what are the next steps in that? Well, obviously, uh, we want to depose people. Uh, we're going to have subpoena power. You know, a lot of people have been talking about the slim majority and all that. I can tell you one thing. There's a big difference in 217 and 218 from where I sit. Uh, as the next chairman of the House Oversight Committee, 218 gives me subpoena authority. And as you know, we've requested a lot of information from federal authorities and from the, the Biden administration with respect to our investigation of Biden influence peddling, and we've received virtually nothing. Now with subpoena power, we'll have the ability not just to get uh, documents we've requested from the White House and from uh, law enforcement, but also uh, the information that we need from, from the banks uh, that, that have uh, you know detailed information that would explain all the mischievous uh, uh, acts of the Biden influence peddling. And, and I think that you know it's important for people to realize They've been calling it the Hunter Biden investigation, but this is an investigation of Joe Biden. And I think once the American people understand what all Hunter Biden was involved in and that Joe Biden not only knew about it, but he was a part of it, I think the American people will see this is something that, that needs to be a priority for the House Oversight Committee and the majority. I agree. You cannot, I, I cannot say it loudly enough. After seeing what I've seen from the Hunter Biden laptop, and when I say I've seen the Hunter Biden laptop, I didn't see the laptop. I saw a, a, I saw a version of the drive. I saw a copy of the drive, similar to what Matt Gates handed off to Congress. I've seen a, a copy of the drive. So I've seen the contents that Hunter Biden had on his laptop. There's images of him with little kids. 
little girls, young women that are evidently they're not they're not 18 years old and lots of drugs and nudity. That's what I've seen. So with that being part of it, the next part is the financial crimes. What Comer is saying, and, and, and I get it. Initially, I thought that they would come out with the most salacious things, but people will not believe that. They'll believe that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, that they were guilty of financial crimes, but they do not want to believe that these people have an affection for small kids. Why do you think that the FBI went so hard after those people that had taken Ashley Biden's diary? Because the diary outlined exactly what that family does. Ashley Biden says, Ashley Biden says that her daddy would take showers with her and she felt very uncomfortable about it because she was a young adolescent, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. She felt weird about that. Yeah, I would too. If my mom or dad had walked into my shower when I was 15, 16 years old and decided to take a shower with me, I would be a little weirded out by that. Wouldn't you? Because it's not normal. And it didn't just happen once. It happened several times. Not my words. Ashley Biden's, the president's daughter. She's the one saying this. Hunter Biden's sister. She's the one saying this. Comer continues. Well, you guys have shown that it is a priority today in your press conference. I, I do want to press you on what you'll actually be able to get done because you have the subpoena power, which is great. But are you concerned at all that you don't have control, majority in the Senate? And you also have an administration that I can only imagine is going to be trying to protect the sitting president. Yeah. And, you know, I tell people that's going to be the difference in the House Oversight Committee and a Republican majority and what the Democrats enjoyed in the January 6th committee. They had subpoena authority, but they also had a Department of Justice that had their back. So the Department of Justice worked hand in hand with the January 6th committee to try to get people to comply with their subpoenas. Uh, we're not going to have that. We don't have a, a Republican majority in the Senate, and we obviously have a hostile White House that we're, in fact, investigating. So uh, and not just that. We have a hostile DOJ. We have a politicized DOJ. We have a politicized FBI. There are people above the law. How do we know? Hunter Biden still walks the streets. He's still a free man. Meanwhile, those that went to the, to the, to the Capitol on January 6th are still locked up. They went to their own fucking building. The building that they fucking own, it's theirs. That's the people's house. That does not belong to Congress. That does not belong to Nancy Pelosi. That belongs to we the people. They're sitting in jail. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden still walks the streets alive, or st still walks the streets a free man. That's why we have to get to the bottom of this. We have to get these people out of jail, and we've got to get Hunter Biden and the real criminals into jail. What the folks on January 6th did was not illegal. The worst case would be trespassing, but you can't trespass on property that you own. We the people own that. That's our property. Does not belong to the federal government. There is no ownership of anything by the federal government. Everything the federal government owns is is we the people. We own that. It's ours. Comer continues. This is going to be a very difficult investigation, but I think the point we made today in the press conference was uh, Hunter Biden is a criminal. Joe Biden knew about it. When Joe Biden said from the White House... Uh, and by the way, that makes Joe Biden a criminal as well in my book. If you're complicit and you know that your son is breaking the law, is, is utilizing hookers 
and prostitutes from around the globe that are being supplied by human traffickers that are known? I mean, one of the things that came up and one of the reasons that um, this is so serious is that the banking industry came forward and said, hey, listen, we think that what's going on here um, is, is maybe criminal and you guys ought to look into it. And the FBI and the DOJ did nothing. The banks said that what Hunter Biden was doing with his money may potentially be illegal because he's working with and paying known human traffickers for his prostitutes. The media is silent. The DOJ is silent. The FBI is silent. The coup has already taken place, folks. Our nation is already gone. But it just happened. So there's the chance that if we stand now, make our voices heard now, because it's apparent that the elections aren't working, the way that we're supposed to be able to do it doesn't fucking work anymore because they've taken everything. They've stolen everything. I don't trust these elections that we just had in the midterms anymore, and regardless of what state it's in, Republican or Democrat, I don't trust them anymore because we just saw what happened in Arizona. It could just as easily happen in a red state. It could be happening in a red state. What's to say that the red states aren't doing the exact same thing to the Democrats that the Democrats are doing to the blue states? That's where I am. I, I've lost faith in the entire system. How about you? Hopefully... Hopefully, these investigations will get us back around to where we start believing. But the only way that that's going to happen is if those responsible are held accountable. Not just jail time, folks. What they've done here is treason. And yes, there, <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a crime called treason, and there's a punishment for treason. There's only one. There's only one. And these people... They're responsible for doing what they've done. I'm sorry. I, I tried to play, and this is why I've been gone for a while. I wanted to get my head back straight because I was so angry with what's going on. And I, and I didn't want to call for revolution because I didn't want to get there. But we're there, folks. We've just seen what happened in Arizona. We've just seen what happened in Nevada. Look at the, look at the results from Nevada, for example. In Clark County, the county recorder got more votes than the fucking governor of the state got. Governor Sisolak got less votes in Clark County than the Clark County recorder did. That's how bastardized these results are. In Nevada, 90,000 people only voted for one office. One. They got up that morning. They got in their car. They drove to the polls. They went in. They, they gave their ID. They did everything they were supposed to do. And then they only went in. And here we keep in mind, we've got... Polls that show that up to 80% of people in this country would believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction. And 90,000 people got out of bed one morning and went in on election day and voted. They voted for the guy who they, they said is doing things wrong in their state that masked them, shut them down, made people lose their job. All They, they said, I'm just going to go vote for him. I'm not going to vote for anybody else. I'm just going to vote for one guy. I don't care about the Senate. I don't care about Congress. That's 90,000. That's not right. That, that doesn't happen. It just doesn't, folks. When you look at big numbers, when you understand big numbers, you realize this is impossible to happen. Cannot happen. It's, it's, 
The numbers do not allow it to happen. It just doesn't happen. If it happens, it's fraud. Show me in any state ever where a popular governor, Sisolak in, in Nevada, is popular with the Democrats. Show me in any state where the Democrat county recorder gets more votes in a county than the governor gets in the county. It never happens, folks. And that's just one of the anomalies. That's just one of the anomalies from the Nevada race. There's all kinds in Arizona, and we keep, we keep seeing them. It's going to take investigations and, and people being held accountable and punished publicly. Because if we go down this road and we find out that these people have done exactly what we think that they've done, we find out that they knew that the vaccines didn't work and we're finding that out now. They've destroyed our country over the last two years for political power. They've got to go. And history shows us the only way that you rid yourselves, you can't put these people in prison. They did that with Adolf Hitler. They put a, a, Adolf Hitler, tried to overthrow the government, was unsuccessful, went to prison, and came back out and had learned his lesson. Well, that's what the Democrats have learned since 2016. They tried to do exactly in 2016 what they did in 2020. Hillary Clinton didn't win. They could not account for the, the, the onslaught, the avalanche of votes for Trump, and they couldn't overcome it. And so she lost. That's why they kept saying up to, up to the election that Trump only had a 1% chance of winning. The day before the election, Hillary had a 99% chance of winning, and Trump won in a landslide. How did they get it so wrong? Because they're fucking cheating! That's how they get it wrong. Hopefully these investigations will get us along the right path and help hold these people accountable. And what we need is we need some mid-level people to start being rolled. Get them in front of an investigator, in front of a grand jury. It's time, folks. It's time to do it. The investigations in D.C. have started. Hopefully they reveal what we need to see, but we need to do this state by state. We need to start grand juries in the states and talk to the election officials in each state about what they're doing and investigate every one of them because I have not been able to trust an election since 2016. When we realized that what happened in 2016 is exactly what they did in 2020, it, it wasn't successful though. They, they didn't get it all pulled together. They did in 2020. They, they, it worked in 2020 and it did it again in 2022. The drop and roll technique works, folks. They wouldn't use it if it didn't. Comer continues. Press stand last week that he was confident his son's innocent. I mean, innocent of what? He's guilty of seven or eight very serious crimes. But the investigations about whether or not this White House is compromised, and that's a national security concern, and that's a concern that I think every American would have if they understood the severity of what all the Biden family's been involved in over the past decade. You talk about compromise in your press conference today. You said that you all had evidence to show Joe Biden and Hunter were involved in a scheme to get China to buy liquefied natural gas. I mean, Congressman, this comes at a time when we have an energy crisis here at home. I mean, how shocking were these findings? This right here is what's, what's got me so fucking pissed. The evidence is there that the Biden family has been working against the interest of the, the American people. For, for years, and the mainstream media is covering for them. The deep state is covering for them. 
The deep state intelligence community is covering for them. Why? Why would they have any interest in Joe Biden? A third or fourth rate politician. Why, why don't they care about the crimes that he's committed? The crimes that his family has committed, in particular his son and his brother. Why aren't they interested? Because they're involved, folks. There's no other way to talk about it. There's no other way to discuss it. They have to be involved. If, if I don't, if my son comes to me and tells me, hey, listen, Dad, I have committed a crime, I'm going to love him, I'm going to support him, and, and then I'm going to go get him an attorney, and then we're going to go to the officials and see if we can work something out before they come to him. That's what I would do, is try to get in front of it. But he's got to be held accountable for what he did. That's the way the system works. But now we've got people, Joe Biden, the Biden family, the FBI, and the DOJ that are actively working to ensure that Hunter Biden and the, Hunter fa- the, the Biden family doesn't go to prison, doesn't get investigated. It's all fake. It's all Russian disinformation. 50 intelligence officials came forward to say, it's all fake, folks. You can't believe them. Don't believe them. Believe us. We're the officials. You can't trust them. They lie. They're racist. They're xenophobes. They're anti-vaxxers. They're, they're election deniers. We're not. Nope. We're just liars. But trust us. Even after we've lied to you time and time again, forget about that. Disregard that. We're not lying this time. We're telling you the truth this time. Let's see how, how that pans out when they're in front of Congress. And they're being grilled questioned, when they're, when they're being subpoenaed for their records that showcase they knew all along that it was all bullshit. And here's the thing. This is what cracks me up, is that these people communicate so much on digital devices that it's all there. They don't think they're ever going to get busted, so it's all fucking there. And they don't talk in code. They say exactly what they mean. Comer continues. That's the most uh, outrageous thing that was uh, learned today in the press conference. We have a map that came from Hunter's laptop. It was a PowerPoint presentation, had the United States of America, and it had all of the natural gas wholesalers uh, identified. And this was all in Chinese. And this was Hunter's presentation to the uh, Communist Chinese Party-backed energy company that was trying to not only buy American liquefied natural gas, they were also trying to get their foot in the door in the American natural gas industry by purchasing interest in the natural gas drillers. Now think about this. At a time when every American suffering because of high gas prices and high energy prices because of Joe Biden's disastrous policies, we now know that Joe Biden and his son Hunter were involved with the Chinese trying to help them take over our American energy industry. This is something every American needs to know about. Well, not just know about, not just know about, but fucking get pissed off. Be angry, be upset as you're losing your job, as high, pri- as high gas prices are forcing you to, to live with less and less, as it's affecting the price of everything that we buy. You shouldn't just know about it. You should be fucking pissed that these people, this family, is selling our country out to the Chinese for a few fucking rubles. They just want to be rich and powerful. They don't want to have to work. And if you give away the the country, you don't have to, apparently. No, the Chinese, they'll take care of you very well. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, if you're a traitor or not. Moving on. 
Another story from the Gateway Pundit. The headline reads, Breaking, G20 leaders issue joint declaration promoting global health passport to facilitate facilitate international travel. Uh, The story reads, on November 15th, 16th, 2022, the group of 20, G20, met in Nusa Bali, Indonesia, for their 17th annual summit under the theme, Recover Together, Recover Stronger. The G20 summit is the world's major economies. Its members are responsible for more than 80% of the world's gross domestic product, 75% of the global trade, and 60% of the world's total population. The G20 is made up of 19 countries and the European Union. The 19 countries are Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, Germany, France, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, the Republic of Korea, Mexico, the Russian Federation, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Turkey, the UK, and the U.S., On Wednesday, the G20 leaders issued a joint declaration at the end of the summit advocating for a universal standard on proof of vaccination for international travel and urging the creation of global digital health networks to strengthen prevention and response to future pandemics. They're not stopping, folks. This is not going to stop. They're going to use 2020. They're going to use the COVID outbreak that they created, that they generated, in an effort to give you, to take away your freedoms. To tell you that you can't go certain places if you don't do what they say. Now, when I was a kid, we always used to to point out that that's what they did in Russia. Under communism, you didn't have the freedoms that you had here in the U.S. And now, because people are afraid of the flu, they're saying that you have to lose your rights, that you can't travel freely, that you can't be free, And it has nothing to do with vaccines because the vaccines didn't work. It doesn't have anything to do with a virus because viruses are going to do what viruses are going to do, regardless of whether you have a vaccine or a passport. Because what we've learned is, is the vaccines don't work. So why do I need a vaccine passport? Why do I need a vaccine passport to allow me to travel for a product that doesn't fucking work? It didn't stop the transmission. It didn't stop the disease. And it didn't stop you from passing it. It didn't do what it's supposed to do. So why the fuck do I need a goddamn piece of paper saying I've got it? If it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, this is common sense. Story continues. The, de- the declaration comes after the health minister of Indonesia, Budi, um, <laughs> I'm going to call him Budi, Budi Gundai Sidikan, um, Sidikan advocated for a global digital health certificate during the B20 summit in Bali, Indonesia. Speaking to the crowd, he said, let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by the WHO. If you've been vaccinated or tested properly. Now, here's the other thing, tested properly. What does that mean? Tested properly. We found that the test didn't work either. So how are you going to test for something? You get tested right now, you don't have it? That doesn't mean you're not carrying it. This is the things that we all learned over the last two years. Doesn't matter. Science doesn't matter. Listen to us. We are the science. Remember, Tony Fauci, I am the science. If, if you don't believe in me, then you don't believe in the science. If you get these vaccine passports, they say, then you can move around. Really? How far? What other restrictions are you going to place on me? That's what we've seen so far. Speaking to the crowd, Sadiqan said, let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by who has been vaccinated or tested, uh, properly tested, then you can move forward. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of people 100%, they didn't do that. That never happened. That's all bullshit. Because China kept sending people. Even after they knew what was going on, they kept sending people. Which will collapse the economy globally. We can still provide some movement of, pe- of the people. Some movement. Not everybody. Just some people. 
Scary, folks. It is scary. One of the biggest stories for today, and I, I held it till, till last year. Um, there's a couple of them I wanted to talk about. Um, the, the, the one with the investigation into Joe Biden was one, but this one was Senator Hawley and uh, Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI. Uh, and what happened over the last um, few days and what happened in this hearing, um, you should be getting involved on a daily basis of calling your senator or your congressional member and saying that you want Ray gone. Keep in mind that it only takes 15 touches. What we call 15 touches in politics is something, 15 touches are um, 15 people acknowledging something um, at the highest levels. Meaning that uh, if you call a congressional member or a Senate member's office and you say, hey, listen, I'm interested in this. I'm, I'm really concerned about this. You've got to do something. It only takes 15 calls for that information to go directly to the senator or the congressional member. 15 calls. Do you have 14 friends? Do you have an issue that you're concerned about and you want to make them concerned about it? Well, you can do that. It's, it's easy. You just got to take some time. You've got to call. You got to call your congressional member. You got to call your senator member. You got to call your state rep, your state legislatures. You've got to call them. You've got to email them. You've got to acknowledge them on social media. Don't just call them and leave it there. Go to your social media account and say the exact same thing and tag them. Make sure that they know about it from every fucking possible angle because what we have to show is that what Ray is doing and what the FBI and what the DOJ are doing is corrupt and it's against everything that the Constitution stands for. And that's what Holly is calling them out for. The article reads, on Thursday, FBI Director Christopher Ray, along with Secretary of DHS Alejandro Mayorkas and Director of the National Counterterrorism Center, uh, Chris Christine Abizad spoke before the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs about security threats facing the United States. During the hearing, Senator Josh Hawley roasted FBI Director Chris Wray for leaving a statutory required committee hearing early so he could go on vacation. That's right. He didn't have enough time to stick around. This is Hawley talking to Ray. I think the last time that I got to visit with you was back in August, August 4th of this year. You were at the Senate Judiciary Committee. You remember that, I assume. We had to cut that hearing short. We were supposed to do two rounds of questions. You said you had to be somewhere, so we cut it short. Republicans were not able to ask a second round as we had been informed we would. The press reported shortly thereafter that the reason that the hearing had to be cut short is because you were flying on a Gulfstream jet for a personal vacation in the Adirondacks. Please tell me that's not accurate. Senator, the hearing was cut short, was not cut short from my experience. We had agreed beforehand on the time and, and, uh, and length of it. And my, I was very surprised to find that the, any member of the committee was surprised. Uh, as to how I uh, fly, I am required, not only uh, permitted, but required to fly uh, on uh, an FBI plane wherever I go. That's so, so you were going on vacation? I was, yes. There you go. His vacation was more important than his job. Folks, he doesn't work at the 7-Eleven down the street. This is the, direct, the, the director of the FBI, the world's largest investigative body for crime. And when he's in front of a hearing for, the, for, for Congress, he decided, I'm going to leave. I'm going to utilize my resources that I have as an FBI director to fly wherever I need. Oh, by the way, not only am I going to fly me, I'm going to fly my entire family. Because I have that. Holly continues. So you left a statutorily required oversight hearing in order to go on a personal vacation in the Adirondacks? 
I took a flight to go visit my family, uh, as had been previously arranged in conjunction no, no, with no. the leadership of... Here we go. Do you see what he's doing here, folks? He's been caught. But he's not going to sit there. He, he, all he had to do was say fucking yes. That's exactly what I did. That's all he had to do. Yeah, I did that. That's what I did. Yes, I, I skipped out of a, of a meeting that I'm statutorily required to be at. I did that so I could go on vacation with my family. Fuck you, America. That's what Ray is saying here. All he had to do was say, yeah, that's what happened. But he can't do that. Why? Because he's a fucking liar. They're all fucking liars. Mitty. The ranking member, Chuck Grassley, asked you during the hearing, he said, I assume you must have other business. You said, yes. He then said, if you have a business trip, you've got your own plane, can't it wait a while? He then said, Chuck Grassley, we only just heard half an hour ago that now you have to leave. We were going to have a seven-minute round followed by a three-minute round. I've got seven people on my side of the aisle, that included me, who are waiting for this additional round. Is there any reason we can't accommodate them for 21 minutes? And you said you had a plane to catch. You had somewhere to go. And now we find out it was for vacation? The, the reference to other business was not a reference to that day. It was a reference to the following week where Senator Grassley and I were going to see each other in Iowa when I had other business in Iowa, and I did, in fact, see him then. So wait, you had to leave the hearing early because you had, you're had you going to see him later in Iowa in a week? No, I had to leave uh, when I said I was going to have to leave as had... See what they do, folks? Are you listening to this? Does it make any sense? It sounds like a fucking five-year-old explaining why they got into the cookie jar. No, 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 no. I, I flew on the plane I was supposed to fly on. Well, I know you have the, you have the right to fly on that plane because you're the FBI director. You have the, the right to go on vacation, but all you had to do was give us 21 more minutes. The plane leaves when you say the plane leaves. You see, that's the thing. I don't know if you know about private planes, but um, they leave when the person who wants to, 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 to leave on the plane says it's time to go. When the client says, I want to leave, that's when they leave. There is no schedule. You do not have to leave at a specific time, especially if it's the FBI plane, because those people are paid in full. Ray's not paying for that flight. The American people are. So they're going to wait around as long as Ray makes them wait around. They do not care because they get paid either way. Ray continues. Previously organized with the leadership of the <laughs> you, you left an oversight hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee required by statute so you could vacation with your family. I find that absolutely unbelievable and frankly, indefensible. Now it is 100% indefensible. This is the leadership that we have, people. The people that are supposed to be looking into the Hunter Biden situation, the Seth Rich situation. A young man murdered in D.C. with ties to the Democrat Party. Not just, he wasn't just a low level. He was a mid-level person at the DNC. Got murdered and the, the Democrats don't want to look into it at all? Think about that. Think about if, oh, I don't know, a well-known politician had been murdered in the streets. Would they do anything about it? No, they'll, they'll drop it because it doesn't fit their narrative. And that's exactly what's happening here. Holly didn't stop there, though. He went on and pressed Ray. Listen carefully to what he asks here. Whistleblowers who have come forward to members of this body, to members of the House. 
the FBI has been sending more than, in one instance, a dozen armed agents to a rural Pennsylvania home of a Catholic pro-life demonstrator to arrest him at gunpoint in front of his children in early morning hours, despite the fact that he posed no risk of violence or threat and had previously offered to turn himself in. So what is what is Holly doing here? He's setting up. He's setting up Ray for destruction because Ray needs to go. Ray is corrupt as fuck. He's been leveraging the Hunter Biden laptop for the last three years to grow, to, 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 to claw his way up through the ranks. That's how Ray got where he is. That's why he hasn't been removed. Keep in mind, Trump put him in position. Biden could have come in at any moment and said, you're out of here. You're gone. The FBI director serves at the, um, um, at the pleasure of the president. When the president's done with you, you're gone. Like what Trump did with Comey. Biden could have changed that. He didn't. Why? Because, well, Ray has leverage on the Biden family. That's exactly why. Holly continues. Numerous whistleblowers, field agents, have alleged that D.C., your headquarters, has pulled them off working on child sex abuse cases, working on human trafficking cases, in order to work on January 6th matters for this reason, to give the appearance, they say, they say, that there are hundreds of new domestic terrorism cases in the country, when in fact there are not. Whistleblowers, field agents have also said that D.C. has ordered the use of SWAT teams on nonviolent suspects who may have attended a January 6th rally, and they have been ordered to conduct surveillance and knock on doors of people who were not even in D.C. on January 6th. And again, all of this, according to the whistleblowers, these are your agents, all of this in order to make it look as if there's a mass surge in domestic terrorism all across the country. And what we've heard over the last few weeks, keep in mind, what we've heard over the last few weeks leading up to the election, to the 22 midterms, what have we heard? That the biggest threat that our, fund, our country faces right now, the biggest threat that we face is what? Domestic terrorism. Not fentanyl. Not all of the other issues that you see happening around the country. No, 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 no. The, the biggest issue is homegrown domestic terrorist. Like Bob and Jane, who just don't want their kid to be taught CRT. They don't want their kid, their children to be taught that if you're white, you're a victim, or you're, you're a, an oppressor. And if you're black, you're, you're the, the oppressed. You're the victim. No, they don't, they don't want that. And so since they don't want their kids being taught that, the FBI is knocking on their door. The Gestapo. The Stasi. We haven't changed, folks. People in power, when they have too much of it, they don't like their power to be questioned. So they utilize the, the, the policing forces around them to silence that dissent. Why is the FBI so concerned about parents showing up at a PTA meeting, concerned about where their kids are being taught? Because it's all tied together. They're protecting what they want protected. That's why it's happening. Holly continues, and here he tears Ray apart. Enjoy. When in fact, the stats are being padded by political directive in your office. They also say, these whistleblowers, the D.C. leadership deliberately suppressed investigations into Hunter Biden, contrary to FBI procedure, and have also retaliated against FBI agents and whistleblowers who have contacted Congress, which, by the way, they are protected by statute. To Keep in mind, whistleblower protections only protect you from being um, from people coming after you in your job. Right. You can't be retaliated in in your job. These whistleblowers know that. 
But it's happening anyway. Now that they've come forward and said, hey, listen, there's something happening internally here that's not right. We don't agree with this. This is bullshit. This is potentially illegal, if not unconstitutional. Now think about that. We've got FBI agents as whistleblowers coming forward to say, hey, listen, they're breaking the law. They're breaking the Constitution. They're violating constitutional rights of the American people. We think something should be done. And what do the people at the top do? Those doing this to the American people? They they bully and harass them. Holly continues. This is what's happening at your FBI while you are evading oversight hearings. Mr. Director, do you think you're still up to this job? I absolutely think I'm still up to this job, and I think our workforce feels the same way. Well, I don't. And frankly, I think you should have been gone a long time ago. And given your behavior recently, I think it only makes it more clear. Are there any travel plans today that we should be aware of that you have? (laughs) We're supposed to have a second round. Will you be here for that? Yes. (laughs) And Ray is not happy. I wish you could see the look on his face. He is very perturbed at what Holly just did. Yes. Yes. Disgusted that I would even be asked that. Folks, we're in trouble here. And the elections will no longer do it. It's going to take your body in the fucking street to turn things around. I was hopeful that we could do it without violence. I was hoping that we could do it without taking to the streets. It doesn't look like that's going to be able to be the case. Because our politicians... The deep state, and not just in D.C., but state by state by state, the deep state across the country is doing everything that they can to steal your rights and steal your freedoms. We're told on a daily basis by the Democrats that we're going to lose our democracy. Everything that these people do is a threat to our democracy. I'm not even going to get, get I'm not even going to get into the, the conversation that we're a constitutional republic and we're not a democracy. But that's what they keep claiming. And they keep claiming that no one is above the law. Trump, he's not above the law. No one's above the law. Until we get to Hunter Biden. Until we get to Joe Biden. Trust the science. Trust the science. Science turned out to be a lie, didn't it? And then they turn around and they say, hey, if you don't trust me, you don't trust science. Well, science is ever changing. You're a fucking liar, Fauci. That's why I have a problem with you. These are the things that have gone over in the last two and a half years to three years. Um, well, actually, for the last six to six to nine years. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. And I thought for the longest time that we could do it. I thought that we could get our country back through the election process. I've come to the conclusion that we cannot because our elections have been stolen. You know it. I know it. We saw it. We just saw it in the midterms. We are a week past. We're two weeks past the election. We're going on two weeks past the election. Next Tuesday will be two weeks, and we still have states counting fucking votes. Let me keep in, let me, let me put things into perspective for you here. Florida had two hurricanes and the election, had infrastructure torn apart. They were able to get their roads built back together in a week so that the A1A could be utilized throughout the state, that 95 could be utilized throughout the state. They did that within seven days, built brand new roads. Meanwhile, Arizona and Nevada are still counting votes. It's by design, folks. So do I honestly believe that we can get back to, hey, by 11 and 12 o'clock at night, we'll know who the, um, who the, the rightful 
uh, heirs to our new political positions are? Do you, do you think that we'll get back to that? We will not because they're making it worse. They've decided that they're going to do more mail-in ballots. They're going to do more things. And, and we saw the footage from, from this last midterm of, of, of mules dumping hundreds of ballots into these drop boxes at one time, illegal in their state. Doesn't matter. State legislature don't count. They don't care because they're in power. They're not going to change it, folks. The only people who change what happens next is you. History shows us that. History shows us that if you stay silent, they're going to continue to take and take and take. And by, by, by being silent, I don't mean voting anymore. I mean showing up. It's time that we scare the shit out of these motherfuckers. Yeah, I said it. It's time that we tell them, we show them that they don't run shit. That my rights are God-given. And if you don't believe in God, if you're an atheist or an agnostic, then the universe gives me these rights. Just for fucking being born on this soil, these are my rights. In fact, it's not just the soil. It's the soil of the planet. Everybody has these rights. It's only in the U.S. that we recognize them with a piece of paper that says, you, as a government official, cannot take these rights from me. They're mine. They belong to me. You can't take them by law. You can't take them by force. They're mine. And I have the right as a human being to, to defend myself from any attacks that you would take on me. When are you going to stand up, America? Again, I, I thought we could do it without, without taking to the streets, without a revolution, without riots. I don't think that that's going to be possible. History shows us that that's not going to be possible. Look at what just happened in Sri Lanka. How did they change their government? They threw the motherfuckers out. Look at what's going on in Brazil. Why aren't you hearing about anything that's going on in Brazil? Because they're overthrowing their government down there. They just had an election. The election was fraudulent. And on a daily basis, you've got three to five million people now in front of the um, political offices in Brazil saying, you will not take our rights from us. Our vote counts. We may not have much, but we do have our vote. And you will not steal that. From, you can make us a pauper, but you will not steal our vote. It's the most important thing I own. That's what's happening in Brazil. But you're not hearing about that on the mainstream media. No, because they're afraid that it'll incite you, that you'll go do the same thing. Folks, it's coming. Our nation is at, is, we're at a pinnacle. We're at a tipping point. And I thought that the 22 midterms would, would put us over the edge to where we could get back to normal. And what we've learned is that we can't. What they did in 2020, they're going to do in 2024. You know it and I know it. And until something happens in this country, until something happens where the people stand up in unison, in large numbers, excuse me, state by state by state, they come in and say, we are not going to put up with this any longer. We're going to hold you accountable. We're pulling you out of office because we have the right to do that. You're, you're not entitled to your office. It's not your, it's on loan to you. We've loaned you this power. It's ours. It belongs to us, the people. You're just another person. You're nothing special. That's what the politically elite don't remember. They've forgotten that they're just another citizen. They're just another one of us. They're not special. We loan them some of our power because we don't have time to deal with this bullshit, and they've enriched themselves and their families on our backs. Now they're selling out our country. And you think that that can be fixed at the, at the election polls? I was hopeful that it could. I was wrong. 
I kept saying that I didn't think that they would have they, they would allow the elections to happen. They didn't. Can you tell me that anybody in their right mind in the state of Pennsylvania voted for Fetterman? Not to mention that, the Democrats elected two dead officials. People who died before the election, they elected them as well. Yet we're supposed to believe that the elections are free and fair. I think it's funny that we were told in 2020, right after the elections, that was the most transparent election. It was the most secure election in U.S. history. We're supposed to believe them. We're supposed to believe the fact that that's the case. But just two short years later, these same exact people were telling everyone that our our elections are under threat. Now, which is it, motherfuckers? Are they under threat? Is it a threat to democracy because Republicans want you to have an ID? Is that a threat to democracy? Or is covering the windows of the counting rooms during an election counting process, is that a threat to democracy? I would say the latter is. And unless we stand up as a people with one voice, one in, in one, one large <laughs> yelling fashion saying, we're done with this bullshit until that happens, we're not getting our country back. I thought we could do it. I was wrong. Am I calling for revolution? I'm calling for action. Can action lead to revolution? Absolutely. But keep in mind that our country was founded on revolution. We are the products of a revolutionary movement that saved us from King George. Keep in mind that just like just like on January 6th, when the state, capital S, killed Ashley Babbitt, that was no different than the British soldiers in Boston firing the shot that was heard around the world killing Crispus Attucks. Crispus Attucks was the first person killed in the American Revolution. And most people have no idea that he was a free black man fighting for his rights along other American citizens. Crispus Attucks is no different than Ashley Babbitt. Where'd the investigation into that go? A woman was executed for trespassing. Executed for trespassing. She posed no threat, had no weapon, was shot dead. Why? Why haven't they investigated? Well, Kramer, they did. They didn't find anything. Really? That was all in our department. The DA didn't look at that. No officials looked at that. Nope. That was murder, folks. It was murder of the young lady who was also killed in the hallways on January 6th, who was dragged in and beat by police officials to the point where she asphyxiated and died. And they continued to hit and stomp on her body as it lays there. She's dead or dying. And it wasn't until American citizens, patriots, pulled her body out of the hallway and tried to participate or tried, tried to um, um, uh, do CPR on her to save her life till she passed. That's the second person killed by the state on January 6th. There were six people that died that day. Six. None of them belonged to the state. Democrats know how that looks. They know how the narrative looks. It looks like the state killed people that day. 
That's what it looks like because that's what happened. So what did they try to do? Well, well, Sicknick, he, 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 he died a couple days later and he was hit over the head. Nope, never happened. Fucking lie. Those lies are no different than, you know, the, um, the lies that were told about Snake Island when, when Russia invaded Ukraine. We're told about the ghost of Kiev. Anderson Cooper took to CNN and, and really brought tears to your eye talking about how, just how brave these people were. All fucking lies. Every single one of them. The lie that, the thing that isn't a lie is that Ashley Babbitt's dead. This other young lady is dead. The four others that were killed that day or died that day from the activities of police um, and the crowd, they're dead. Th- those are the facts. And what does the left do? Well, they do what they're going to do. They just keep moving on. Like what's happening in San Francisco. Don't worry about that, folks. We're moving on to what's next. San Francisco launches guaranteed income program for people who are transgender. And whose money are they using? Well, they're using yours. Your money. Yeah, if you, um, if you want to dress up as the opposite sex um, and, and claim that you're being, you know, bullied and harassed and you can't find a job and you can't find income because of how, well, taxpayers can pick up the bill for you. You don't have to do that. Story reads, San Francisco has launched a guaranteed income program for people who are transgender and taxpayers are stuck footing the bill. The guaranteed income for trans people program, GIFT, will provide low-income transgender people with $1,200 monthly check for up to 18 months. Unlike other welfare programs, the checks will be handed out over to be spent on anything the person wants without rules or limitations. So you've got hungry people in this country who are getting food stamps that are told what they can and cannot buy, but if you're transgender, you don't have to worry about that. So I'd suggest that anybody who's on welfare, go in and utilize this program. Bankrupt them. In addition to the free money, people are approved for the program will also be offered services including gender-affirming medical and mental health care and financial coaching. Quote, our guaranteed income programs allow us to help our residents when they need it most as part of our city's economic recovery and our commitment to creating a more just city for all, San Francisco Mayor London Breed said in a statement obtained by KTLA. Keep in mind, keep in mind what's happened over the last two to four to six years and this bullshit right here. This is what it's about, folks. Spending your money on things that they, they think that is important. Not what the Constitution, not what the state Constitution says, what they feel. And they're going to spend more and more and more and more and more and more and more of your money on these frivolous programs. You make less because they make more. The report explains that Lion Martin Community Health Services in the Transgender District are leading the program's design and implementation with support from the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development, the Office of Transgender Initiatives, listen to that, and the Treasurer and Tax Collector, all working in unison. The Office of Transgender Initiatives. What's the word initiative mean? It means plan. So they have a a forward plan. When was it the government's position to be in anything to do with sex. Why, why did the left keep saying they want government out of their bedrooms, but then they've got an office of trans, transgender initiatives because they don't want the government out. They want the government controlling everything. And it's becoming more and more and more and more 
um, prevalent in our society that they're they're taking more and more and more freedoms and taking more and more of your dollars and giving them to people and saying they need they need our help and if you don't help them you're an, you're an ist you're a racist you're an, you're a, a, a transphobist you're 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 whatever they say you are that's how they do it it's, it's no different than the than the playground in 5th grade the name calling oh you don't like beth well then you're a big meanie Nothing's changed, folks. It's just the dynamics are bigger. The field that we're playing in is bigger. Here we go. This is what we've been waiting on. Um, one of the things that I've reported on, both in my videos and here uh, in the podcast over the last year, uh, in particular the last four or five months, have really focused on one subject, sudden and unexplained deaths. And the process that I would get my information through uh, is I would go to Google, uh, and I would just type in sudden and unexplained deaths. And Google would give me a number of stories, news stories from around the planet of people who had died suddenly and unexpectedly. And that number was growing on a daily basis. So on day one, for example, you might find two stories. But a week later, there were 30 or 40 stories. And it only got bigger and bigger and bigger. So we started making videos about it. And we started talking about it. And we started saying, hey, listen, we think there's something wrong here that it's tying together with what Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone have been saying. This is what we should expect. And it's going to be blood clots and myocarditis. We're seeing these effects on a large scale. We're seeing teenagers. We're seeing 10-year-olds. We're seeing 7-year-olds just die suddenly as well as millennial-aged. We got, you know, 21, 22, 23, 34-year-olds um, just fucking passing out, dying unexpectedly. And what were we told? You're spreading misinformation, disinformation, dude. You can't do that. that that's not allowed here. You, you, you can't talk about those things. No, 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 no. No, you must be wrong because that's not happening. There's no way that it can happen. Even though McCullough and uh, Dr. Malone have both said that this is what we should expect. Blood clots and myocarditis, heart issues and blood clots. Those are the two main things. We've seen the footage from The Undertaker saying, look at the, look at the blood clots we're pulling out of these people. And then when you look at the 25% increase in unexplained deaths around the world, you got to open your eyes and go, you know what? Based on what I've just learned, I don't think that Al Roker is going to be with us much longer. That's right. The NBC Today show weatherman, Al Roker, he's 68 years old, has just re revealed on Friday, last Friday, that he's been off the air for the past two weeks due to blood clots that landed him in the hospital. Roker, who tested positive for COVID in September, even though he has been vaccinated and boosted, said on social media he had blood clots that traveled to his lungs from a blood clot in his legs. From his um, uh, Twitter account, he says, So many of you have been thoughtfully asking where I've been. Last week, I was admitted to the hospital with blood clot in my leg, which sent some clots to my lungs. I am so fortunate to be getting terrific care and on the way to recovery. Thanks for all the wishes and prayers. Now, folks, I, I'm a common sense guy, and I look at things from a common sense approach. And when the news stories say, hey, listen, if you got this jab, you could potentially um, experience myocarditis, and blood clots. And then to turn around and say, well, I'm fully vaxxed, I'm fully boosted, I've got all of my jabs, but my blood clots in my legs that traveled from my legs to my lung has nothing to do with the vaccine is being a little bit more than disingenuous to the facts. Here's Al Roker explaining exactly what's been going on with him. Hey, everybody. I uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, uh, you might have heard on the Today Show this morning, the reason I haven't been part of the Hurricane Ian coverage uh, I tested positive for COVID. It's not because I'm on vacation or something else is wrong. Uh, but know that uh, 
we at the NBC News Climate Unit, uh, Bill Cairns has done such an incredible job and we'll continue to keep you posted on everything you need to know on all of our NBC. Listen to this. The man is sick, had a blood clot that went to his, to his, to his lungs. And what is he doing? A promo for NBC weather. That's what's most important. That's what he's using his time at home to do is to promote the weather team. They're doing a great job. I can't be there because I took a vaccine that has given me blood clots. He can't say that out loud. All he can do is talk about how he feels. I'm feeling better and do a promo for NBC uh, uh, News and NBC Weather. News and Today Show platforms. Uh, and But also, uh, I want you to know, hey, I got boosted last week and the science works. The science works? I got boosted last week. Yeah, I don't, I got COVID, don't feel bad, but I got blood clots. I got blood clots going from my leg to my lungs. But I feel great. Trust the science. Hashtag science. I don't feel anything really, and all is good. And for those of you who come in contact with Deborah, she hasn't seen me since Saturday, so she's fine. Uh, But in the meantime, the most important thing, uh, follow your NBC News station. There we go. He goes back to the promo. So it's not that he has COVID. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You see what he said? He, he just admitted that he's got blood clots coming from his legs up to his lungs. But the, the one thing he wanted to make sure is that everybody understood that he hasn't seen his wife. So she's not sick from him. So, so don't be worried about catching COVID. Folks, you don't have to worry about catching COVID if you got the vaccine. You're going to get COVID. But you're also going to get blood clots and myocarditis. That's not me. That's the science. Hashtag science. Moving on to our last story. Um, it's been a long one today. I have not been doing this for a while. I haven't been on um, podcast or social media for a while, um, primarily for a few different reasons. And I'll explain that here real quickly before we do this last story. Um, We've been really busy working with KramerSays.com, uh, the new social media pl- uh, platform that we started. Um, if you haven't joined yet, please join. Uh, it's free speech. Yes, there's probably some stuff on there that you're not going to like. That's what free speech is all about. I've actually seen stuff on there that I don't like. And I've had debates with people about what they've said. But I didn't kick them off because that's what free speech is about. If you want to join, join. KramerSays.com. Free, 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 uh, it's a free, free speech (laughs) social media platform. I'll get it out. Um, The effect of you getting involved has consequences for those who have been doing things counter to the way that you want them done. Does that make sense? Um, If you get involved locally, you can make a huge impact. You personally can with your effort and your time and your vote. But it's more than just your vote. You have to make yourself seen. This is what happened. South Carolina. Um, The headline reads, new conservative school board members fire superintendent ban critical race theory at first meeting. (laughs) Sounds good to me. I like everything I'm hearing here. Story goes on to read, a group of parents who ousted their school board members in South Carolina wasted no time putting their powers, their new powers to use by immediately firing their district superintendent and eliminating any vestiges of critical race theory being taught in their schools, among other moves. A group of parents who ran for a school board acted at once to fulfill their campaign promises. As soon as the new majority was sworn in to take their place on the Berkeley County School District in North uh, South Carolina, they moved. They took action. They did what we expect our politicians to do. They did what they were expected to do. 
what they had promised to do. Isn't that refreshing? Within the first two hours of their first meeting upon being sworn in, the board fired school superintendent Dion Jackson, dumped district in-house counsel Tiffany Richardson, banned any part of the CRT curriculum they could find, and launched a committee to evaluate whether certain books in district libraries were age-appropriate. Uh, that's NBC News reporting. The new majority of conservative parents who took over the school board took their seats after a campaign, a campaign by a group called Moms for Liberty, a group that rose to oppose the left-wing agenda in races across the country ahead of the 2022 midterm elections, joining many outraged parents. Now think about this. They've gone through the process, the political process, the constitutional process to remove these people from office. But that doesn't mean that the FBI isn't going to investigate them as potential domestic terrorists. Because why? Well, they're going counter to what the FBI believes in these days. You see, the FBI isn't just a, um, an investigative body for the DOJ. No, they're a political machine. And they go after people that they don't like. I would assume that myself, as, as, as well as other social media influencers and, and, and pundits, we're under the same guise, that we're under the same uh, cloak. We're under the same uh, overreach of the government. For those of you who have followed me on social media, you know that I've been kicked off more than anybody else. I'm on my, going on to my 67th account on TikTok alone, two accounts on Instagram. Billions of views worldwide. But I, I can't get any traction? Well, the, the only reason that that's happening is because the people at the top are holding us down. And not just me. It's not me complaining. They're doing it to all of us. If you've gone to Facebook, if you've gone to Twitter, if you've gone to Instagram and you've posted something and they said, no, you can't say that, you're being silenced no, no differently than I am. It's not just the big names or the influencers that are being silenced. It's everyday citizens. They're trying to make it normal. They're trying to make you think about every time you get ready to post something, are you going to lose this account? Now, here's the thing. The accounts aren't important to me. I couldn't give two shits. What I realized about Facebook is that Facebook was, I was just yelling at my friends and neighbors, the people that I knew. Twitter is just the opposite. You're just yelling and screaming at the, the rest of the planet. It's amazing that what happens is when you start getting a following and your voice starts to get heard, and more importantly, starts to get spread, that's what they get concerned about. That's why I've never worried about the, account, the accounts. I don't care how many followers I have. I've got an account right now that I think has under five or 600 people on it. Doesn't matter to me. The message is most important. What we're saying is most important. And until they take it down, people are going to take it and share it. And that's what we've done the entire time. Now, I mentioned earlier in this, in this broadcast of where we are as a nation. If you do not start acting, they are going to steal every one of your rights. And they're not going to steal it. You're just going to give it up willingly. If you do not start taking to the streets and demanding that your rights be given back to you, they're, they're going to continue to do it. I'll leave you with this. It was made public this morning that the Biden administration is extending the COVID emergency and now they're just saying there's a ton of viruses out there. They're going to try and do the same thing again, folks. They're going to say that there are all these deaths. And by the way, it's the flu this time. Remember the flu disappeared in 2020 and 2021? The flu completely disappeared. Now it's coming back. 
COVID's gone, but the flu, the flu you got to go get your flu vaccine. You got to go get saved from the flu because it could kill you. And they're going to use the exact same methodologies that they've used over the last two to, two to three years going into this winter, next spring. And they're going to try and close down everything between now and 2024. Again, I thought we could do it with a red wave. And the closer we got to the red wave, I don't know if you noticed, but I disappeared. And the reason I disappeared is because I realized the red wave was not going to materialize. Nope. The cheating was too far. They keep finding votes. How do you find votes? How do you find a batch of ballots? Aren't they all together? What what do you mean? You got some in a truck somewhere in the the parking lot. Oh, you forgot those in the parking lot. How long have they been in the truck? Oh, six hours, unguarded. Yeah, let's take those and count those motherfuckers. So do I trust the system? I do not trust the system anymore. I I thought we had the ability. I thought we could hold out and we could make it happen. We cannot. The system is corrupt from top to bottom. And it's not just D.C. It's in your local governments as well. So when we start talking about standing up, it's not standing up and going to D.C. It's standing up and going to your town hall. It's standing up and going to your state capital. It's standing up to the people in your community and demanding that they start doing their jobs. Because if we don't do these things, if we don't start standing up and being very vocal The FBI is going to be knocking on every one of our doors eventually. And what we saw from the movie and the book of 1984, what we saw in Atlas Shrugged, the the things that we've been warned about over and over and over and over again are going to come to to fruition. They're going to come true. You're going to see them happen in your lifetime. State after state, blue states, are enacting new bills that takes away your right to speak freely if they see it as a threat to them. Great Britain already has these rules. People are being locked up for saying hateful things. In America, we have the right to say whatever the fuck we want to say to whoever the fuck we want to say it to. Whether that be the president, the vice president, or your next door neighbor, doesn't matter. You're protected. You've got a permission slip that allows you to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Now, some will say that I'm calling for revolution. I'm not calling for revolution. I'm telling you that revolution is coming. Regardless of what I say, I could die tomorrow and it's still going to happen. Because the American people will not put up with this for another two years. That's what history shows us. We just showed, we got, we, we just had another fraudulent election. And then Trump announces, and what does the, what does the system do? Well, the never-Trumpers and the, the mainstream media, they get Mike Pence to go up on his, his soapbox and talk about how disgusted he was with Trump. Keep in mind that just two days prior to, to, to January 6th, uh, Pence was talking step-by-step in, in step with, with Trump. He was saying the exact same thing. And then somebody got to him. We'll make you the next president. We'll give you all that power. Fuck Trump. Go ahead, Mike. You, you don't need to, to, to back him anymore. We'll make you the new guy. And how sanctimonious was he when he was sitting there? Did you see the NBC interview? I, I think he was reckless. Looking down his nose. We call that preacher speak. 
Biden, I'm sorry, uh, Pence speaks in preacher speak. Preacher speak is that soft tones of, let me tell you, David Muir, why, why I'm the guy that should be, should be guiding this country. Because I think that, I think that Donald Trump is reckless. I think that what he did was reckless and he endangered not only the American people, but our way of life. That's how Pence speaks. Listen to him. It's really easy to do. You can emulate it. It's called preacher speak. It's to calm you down and make, make you think that I'm not a threat. You can trust me. Can you trust Mike Pence? You cannot. Nope. He's a cuck like the rest of them. He is. With that being said, um, that wraps up today's podcast. Uh, I just wanted to go through a number of these things. I haven't done one in a long time. Um, I felt bad about it. Uh, I keep telling people that they were going to come back and that we were going to do them. Um, but I, I had to get my head straight as to where we go next. And I, and I think that our next, <laughs> I think the next place that we go in this country, I mean, just look what happened with just F the FTX deal. What we learned about FTX. FTX was taking cryptocurrency investments. They were draining that money off taking it for personal use, and then giving millions of dollars to the Democrat Party and the GOP leadership. 92% of the $50 million that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried gave to politics, 92% went to Democrats. That makes sense. He's a Democrat. He's a socialist. He's a thief. He's a, he's a crook is what he is. But he gave all that money to the Democrats. Do you think they're going to give that money back to the people who got defrauded? You think they'll give back that, that $50 million? And not just them, but the other people, the other 8%. Who are they? GOP leadership. Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Mitt Romney, Thune. Yep. The establishment, the GOP establishment got some of that money as well. Now you know why they voted against Trump, because everybody that, that, FTX, gave, that FTX gave money to on the GO, in the GOP, every single candidate who got FTX money from Friedman or Freed, every single one of them in the GOP voted to impeach Trump. Now, <clears throat> the question should be asked, did they, did they do that? Did they vote to impeach Trump? And that's why they got the money. Or did they get the money and then vote to impeach Trump? Mm-hmm. So, do I think that we can do this without bloodshed? I don't think it's going to happen. History shows us that that's not the case. History shows us that there has to, has to be an upheaval at some point. Will it be tomorrow? Next week? 24? 26? 28? I don't know. But history shows us it's going to happen. Unless you get involved, unless you start making your voice heard, unless you stop complying with the bullshit. If you stop saying, oh, it's too much of a hassle to stand up. I don't want to lose my job. You're going to lose your job anyway. See, that's what I expect to happen in the next few months. The economy is tanking, folks. Facebook is laying people off. Why? Because of the economy. They're not advertising. Yeah. People aren't advertising because they're, they're holding money in. I've had every, I own an advertising agency and I've had every one of our clients, every one of our clients that we had in 2020, in March of 2020, every single client we had in March of 2020 is now gone, either not spending any money or bankrupt. That's what the last two and a half years have done to this country. 
The car industry has been devastated. Car dealership after car dealership after car dealership is closing down around the country. They cannot maintain their debt to the dealership or, or, or to, the, to the, the manufacturers. That's a whole different conversation. But they cannot afford the debt that they have to the manufacturers. And, and, and the manufacturers can't get any products to the streets. They can't get any products to the lots. Go to a car lot and try to buy the car that you want that day. You can't find a car in America. Not today. No, it's got to be manufactured. And that manufacturing process may take up to six months for you to get your vehicle. We're going to take your car today. We're going to take your trade in today and resell it because that market's hot. But you don't get your vehicle for another six months potentially. It, it wasn't just Biden that got us here, folks. It wasn't just the Democrats. No, it was the corruption of the deep state, not just in D.C., but across this entire nation. And how are we going to get rid of that? There's only one way to get rid of that. Is when these people start being prosecuted and punished for what they've done. And we spent a big part of the, the show that today at the beginning talking about this investigation into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and what they did. And what the FBI knew, what the DOJ knew, and when they knew it. That's what happens next. And we start holding these people accountable for what they've done not just over the last two years, not just over the last six years, but their entirety, the entirety of their career in politics. And you've got to stand behind these politicians who are standing up, these leaders who are standing up to do this work because their lives are at risk. If you don't believe me, just try and talk to the 56 people that the, the Clintons know that have committed suicide. <laughs> So with that being said, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.